find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, yo. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to another brand new episode of the world famous award winning BTB that is Behind the Baller podcast coming to you live and direct from San Francisco, California. Of course, this is a Dust Brothers production, which means this is museum quality podcasting in stereo, high doge finishing sound that is the eight time producers of the year podcast producers of the year the dust brothers miles davis and jordan winter please give yourselves a round of applause can i hear some hand claps yes sir yes sir yes sir guys if you did not know then now you know because we are fucking almost 250 episodes in to the btb podcast and guess what the host will never change. It's my show. Can't get canceled on this show, no matter what the fuck I say. Okay, that's not necessarily true, but I'm. You know, you get what I'm. You get the sentiment, all right? Yo, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean John Cusack, aka the Korean Clark Griswold, the Forrest Gump of hip hop, the Washed Lord, the King of Clapbacks, and Mister. Almost bad back. Thank you, Dr. Abe. He's been fixing my back. And still, still, Mr. No Instagram. We'll get into that in a little bit and everything, right? Yo, what's good, Crypto Fam? What's good, Doge Army? Crypto is on a comeback tour. I knew it would be. And you know what I said earlier, what my boy Billy had said, which I'm gonna have Billy back on the show. The last time crypto hit something high and all-time high it's not guaranteed it'll get back to that or will it go higher it's all good there's no guarantees that's what it is but some of us got to witness that all-time high a bitcoin ethereum doge cardano everything we had floor seats some of us okay i didn't want to say anything until things came back you know to a little bit back at least you know let me look Bitcoin's over 41, and, and look, that's solid for anybody. If you got in after that, cool. But again, I'm not saying, the, for those who didn't, I'm just saying, look, some people are doing this in a different way. And if you're buying Bitcoin at 45 or 50K, you're definitely not thinking about just trying to get some get rich, you know, quick shit. It's not going to happen. That's not what these dudes got. When you got 40 or 50K to fuck around with, not necessarily fuck around, but you know what I'm saying, I want to make this announcement but I want to wait because I don't want to fuck people up and I don't want to scare them. Now, I didn't sell any of my crypto. Let me re <laughs> let me re-say that. <laughs> I didn't sell my crypto for fiat, right? I didn't cash in. I've not cashed in, except for, you know, almost about a year ago. That was, but anyways, I have got rid of 90% of my Bitcoin. All right. 90% of my Bitcoin. It's like 80 something percent, right? So anyways, I'm not going to get into it. Most of you guys know what it is. Or not most of you, sorry. Some of you who've super paid attention with eagle eyes uh, kind of know how much Bitcoin I was holding. So I've got rid of a shit ton of it, right? 
and I've transferred it into Ethereum. So now I'm sitting on a much, much higher amount of Ethereum because Ethereum, they both got down low. Ethereum dropped down to 2100. I was like, look, fuck it. You know, still up over double, can't trip, you know. Now it's time to fucking really double down, triple down, quadruple down. And I'm glad I did because at this moment, I'm even more up than I was when I was down a couple weeks ago. So guys, stay strong, stay smart, hodl. This ain't a short game. Know that, okay? Banks are not open 24-7. Banks aren't barely open six days a week. Cryptocurrency is open 24 hours a day, regardless. Don't matter if it's motherfucking Christmas. It don't matter what fucking day it is. There's a lot of cap going around in the crypto space. That's normal. There's a lot of cap going on in the NFT space. I'll get into that another time. Maybe when I got my boy Billy on the show. I know Gary Vee's already been on the show. I'm trying to think of who else. And, and, and uh, my boy uh, Matt, who's super big in the NFT space. And, and, and there's just, it's a, it's a different world. It is. And um, you learn from your mistakes. That's for damn sure. And never in a million years have I had anything that has not succeeded overall. So motherfuckers have to really pay attention to the, you know, the rabbit and the tortoise. Anyways, listen, guys, it is literally, okay, one week into Black History Month and shit is getting crazy. All right, cancel culture is getting stronger each day and I will not partake in any of that fuck shit. Right? Maybe if there was a Hitler level thing. And the thing is, you know, when you see the neo Nazi, you know, the new Nazis today, whatever, and the white supremacist and stuff, it's different things. You know, I ain't gonna get into that Whoopi Goldberg shit, right? Because people have different opinions. People say, oh, you're not Jewish. Oh, because half your family is. Shut the fuck up, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Understand that. If you don't know me, I will talk about every fucking thing that got nothing to do with me. If I've been around it enough, if I've lived it enough, if I've experienced enough, motherfuckers would be like, yo, you ain't Chinese. Why are you talking about that shit? Guess what? 90% of the fucking world thought I was Chinese. So that's what's going to happen. What the fuck you think is going to happen if you're gay and you walk, or if you're straight and you dress, you know, a certain way and you walk into a gay bar? You think motherfuckers ain't going to try to hit on you? Of course they are. Do you understand the experiences? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Motherfuckers don't even know there is a difference between Chinese and Korean or Vietnamese. They don't fucking, oh yeah, China, oh yeah, it's the same shit, right? It's like being from a different state. They think like, oh, you're from Georgia, you're from this, whatever. Oh no, you're from Illinois. Okay. Look, I will talk about whatever the fuck I feel like talking about, but know that if I talk about something, it's because it's something that interests me and it's something that I've spent thousand hours on. When it's that deep. All right. I will not partake in cancel culture. Even for those fucking idiots who have done wrong against me. Right. Even the ones who are suing me and will not win in court. Sometimes you got to take an L to take a W. Please understand. Sometimes you have to take an L to take the real W. Now, I believe in both the death penalty, and a very strict sentence. But cancel culture, that shit could fuck around and be worse. No joke. Now, look, censorship, 
is a real thing. At this moment, when I think of my situation with Instagram, I feel bad for Josh uh, Gordon, aka Flash, right? With the situation he's had with the NFL, with cannabis in the NFL, and now the NFL is doing studies with cannabis and they're fucking putting money into it. Like, come on, man. It's the same shit with Facebook. It's the same shit that I'm dealing with with Facebook. And one of the BTB Army members, guy by the name of Luke, is helping us out. And he's actually done more than most of the people. I don't want to talk shit about some of the guys that work with everything. But look, there is power there. You know, you may not get paid a lot and, you know, at Facebook, certain things. But, you know, some people know people. They know how to get certain things. And look, I guess there was some violations that I had made. Nothing that was like, hey, listen, I want your mother to put her head inside a fucking uh, a dyno machine while a fucking, you know, a Chevy fucking Nova's on there with 2,000 horsepower and run over your head. No, come on. I had not wished death upon Nova. Come on. I'm, I'm, let's be real. Cannabis bullshit, right? Whether it's their rules, I'm talking about this is like a different type of thing. And I'm not siding with Donald Trump. I'm not siding with anybody else who's been censored or whatever. It's just stupid ass shit. But a BTB army member is helping. And, you know, I've had some guys in there, some high level people, had some people tell me some other cap shit. And like, when I come back, not to be on that petty shit, but you just know, you know where you stand. People who reached out, some people didn't know. So people thought I was like, something really, really bad was going on. Now, I'm not tripping as bad as other people are tripping, but I also realized there's a lot of people, like I said, I don't know. I don't know their first name. I don't know Aquafina by Nora, right? And we're, we're barely, we're homies, you know, we're cool. But there's a lot of people like that that I don't necessarily know their name. I don't know Cuffs the Legend real name. I don't give a fuck either. I've had people in my house, my mom, and, you know, I never knew their real names and it didn't matter, right? If it mattered, if I was going to buy a plane ticket, okay, oh, cool, boom. I don't feel like I knew them better because of that, right? So, like, anytime I've dealt with this kind of bullshit, I've always fucking risen up. Well, I'm sorry. That's not that, is, it, is, that, is that proper in grammar? I'm sorry. Anyways, another thing, too, that bothers me is that I have a lot of friends that I talk to on Instagram via DM. I prefer them text me and not DM me, right? Especially if they're the female. I'd rather have them text me because it seems more shady on a DM with the girl. That sound, I don't give a fuck how how bad that sounds. Um, My wife knows I have a fucking bunch of fucking female friends, right? There's nothing going on. I, I have, man, come on, man. Let's get real. But there's people that I've done business with that I've only had Info doing through you know via DM and side deals that I do outside my agency, some barter shit and everything, right? And again, if that's gone for good, and that's what it is. But right now, it is a cannabis violation. Um, people are looking into it. I think I'm going to get it back just because of what's going on. But I'm not tripping. And when I get back, look, I'm going to post certain things. And I definitely would just be like, look, let me just avoid this bullshit. But there's also haters that report things, and that's how miserable certain people are. You would never, ever see me report anybody. Like, oh, this person's killing Korean people. This person, this, this person's, you know, drowning. Like, dog, you will never see me push the snitch button against things that I don't like, that I hate, or something that I don't believe in. I still am not going to snitch on somebody. It's just weird shit. Back to me dealing with, um, you know, adversity. Anytime in my life that I was faced with adversity, I rose up to the gods. 
no cap. I pivoted like a motherfucking Euro step. The difference now is I have a lot of hustles. All right. So any kind of tragedy that's come into my life, I've always turned into a triumph. So, you know, that's what's going on with that. I appreciate the fuck out of everyone listening to this podcast. I know it is totally different than any kind of standard podcast. Um, people have asked me, hey, have you thought about doing radio and certain shit? I can maybe do serious or something, but terrestrial radio is, is on its way out. It's just going, you know, but, you know, talking shit on a cable show. Look, I could have my own TV show if it was interviewing people, talking shit, doing things like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it is hard to not cuss. I will say that. But I am putting more effort into this show. We are back to two a week. And some people are like, oh, because you're Instagram. Well, no, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Instagram's down. You know, there's some certain things. Is it a money thing? No. But I'd love to strengthen, you know, this platform. You know, I don't want it to be fucking flat in any which way. I would love that motherfucker to go up, fucking roller coaster up, go down a little bit, you know, take some stairs. We never take the elevator on this show. Anyways, guys, let's get the show started. Um, even though I did start kind of right, it's a lot going on, and people are mad, and it's the talk of all the week and whatever. And I had to chime in because I had to say what I have to say. And again, remember, we're barely in a Black History Month, one week, and this all kinds of fuckery and bullshit. I feel bad for them. There's a lot of shit that they could be mad about and everything else, whatever. And some people are are very vocal about it. Some people are very, you know, upset about it. Some people are articulate about it. Some people have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. But bottom line is. Folks are at fool's throats, all right? And I'm going to get into that. Be like, okay, people getting their popcorn ready. But I first want to tell you guys, I had a wonderful fucking time in San Francisco, okay? Three days and three nights in San Francisco, spending time with my kids. You know, we flew Southwest. Let me tell you something. Southwest is is fucking amazing. For the short flights, I don't know about everyone else. I don't know how, how it works anywhere else. I'm just saying, Southwest to Vegas, Southwest to, to SF, Southwest to Oakland, Southwest to Phoenix, that shit is fun. You go on there, ain't nobody fucking bothering me. I've seen Scotty Pippen three times on Southwest. I've been on fucking Southwest with Rob Kardashian, all right? That's not because Christian, I don't love him to put him on a jet. I'm just saying, there's just a lot of benefits to it. It's chill. It keeps me humble, Right, And my kids, when I think about how impatient I am and I see it rubs off on them, that's when I need to force myself to be a little bit more humble. And it forces me to have more patience. Right, My son's like, when are we leaving? When are we landing? When are we doing this? When are we doing that? And I feel bad because, you know, they're used to, you know, certain VIP service. My wife told me just yesterday, she's like, you know, anytime we go somewhere, uh, right up, be like, I wish I was with daddy because daddy would have a sit down already. And I feel bad. I put stress on my wife. You know, and they go somewhere and they, they say they're just used to certain things. Southwest gonna humble their ass. They lucky they even on a fucking plane. But they like being in the car too. It's just, you know, when you don't have a lot of time, five hours in the car sucks. But I will say, I spent about $550 in three days on fucking Lyft. It's a lot of money. Not, you know, not a shit ton, but I mean, you know, it would pay um, maybe one of my house employees. You know, it's, it's a lot. It's, I think about also the luxury of having my car. Having a car that I like, loving my plaid more and more every day. Um, having the plaid 
and being able to fucking do what I want to do and, and having, you know, if I want to go fast, cool. I want to go around, just having access to all my shit, right? Um, of course, I brought my gun up to San Francisco. But starting my kids out with jets 24-7 all the time, it sets high goals, of course, for my kids to be like, all right, well, you know, I want to be just like my dad, right? How do I get there? And there's a lot of a lot of A to Z that needs to be broken down. But you got to understand, you can't just play pro basketball at 15 years of age or at nine, right? They see their dad and their dad's balling in the NBA. And it's like, all right, you want to go there? Cool. There's a process. And they got to go through that process that I went through. So just being able to fly at seven and nine years of age and then fucking having passports and going first class trips here and there, they need to ease into that shit a little bit more. But took them to the San Francisco Zoo. I have not been there in... I've been there since 1990, motherfucking three. And I remember I went there on a date with someone. I forgot. It was San Francisco Zoo was right by, you know, uh, Ocean Beach, um, right in the Sunset District, right there next to, you know, just south of my old stomping grounds at SF State, just south of Lowell High School, south of Stonestown Galleria. Brings back a lot of memories. Every time, and that's twice a month, twice a month when I'm making that trip from SFO to, you know, my place. Think about all that shit goes through my head. Now, when I go to the East Bay, it's a whole different level of thinking. So I'm going from Oakland to something, right? I start thinking different things. But going to the zoo, I remember uh, uh, going there, and I was like, you know, it's a different type of, type of zoo. And recently, my kids went to the LA Zoo with my wife, and they, you know, it's in Griffith Park right there, and they went, and it's kind of run down or whatever. San Diego Zoo was just just kills all the zoos, right? Just It's just crazy. But I went there and I was like, wow, this is a nicer zoo. It was a nicer environment. It was obviously the air is 10 times cleaner. And it was a trip. The food was really good. There's obviously, you know, SF's different. You can't even get a fucking plastic straw in San Francisco, let alone you can't get a fucking straw at the zoo, right? But the kids loved it. My son, um, London and Ryder are obsessed with fucking Planet of the Apes. They know that Caesar was from San Francisco. Well, he's technically from Marin County, but, you know, he's from the Bay. San Francisco, they're just obsessed with that. They're so obsessed with it that they got Kai on that shit. And Nicolette, while I was gone, said Kai was born out of her mind, tried to play her some, um, the fuck is that? God damn, what the fuck is that? Korean, uh, not Korean. What the fuck am I talking about? Frozen. <laughs> the Disney um, cartoon, right? Little, little thing. And she's like, no, I want to watch Planet of the Apes. So they love all the ape shit, any kind of primate shit, they're all over it. So we got to see all the stuff that they wanted to see, you know, went around. Uh, we skipped some of the bullshit, but we saw like, big-ass grizzly bears, saw the big-ass, you know what, these silverback gorillas didn't look very big. And some people say because they're in captivity, it's, you know, it's sad, whatever. That's cap. Because I've seen some big, big, bigger than Harambe type gorillas. I've seen some big motherfuckers, by the way, rest in peace Harambe. So yeah, we had a great time at the zoo. We took the fucking Uber there. That motherfucker took a long ass time. And, um, had, you know, I was trying to be friendly with all the Uber drivers, talking to them. Um, Uber, what the fuck am I talking about? Lyft, L-O-I-F-T, Lyft. God, I'm so fucking pre-fucking programmed to fucking say Uber. I hate that. But yeah, you know, I got to have a good ass time with my kids. It was a boy's trip. It was the first time that me and London and Ryder have been on a plane together without Nick. And without Kyle, just being on our own. You know, I've taken London a bunch of times. I've taken Ryder a ton of times. I'm sorry. I've taken London a few times. You know, we've been on trips all over the place. But
but this was just us. It was just, you know, us rocking around the city, checking out the sights, checking out Chinatown, checking out Fisherman's Wharf, checking out North Beach, right? Walking through the marina, going to Fisherman's Wharf, going through new, the new parts of South Beach where Chase Center is, and uh, walking through the financial district and showing them the Trans-American Building and just doing shopping, going to Jeffrey's, oldest toy store in all of San Francisco. And um, obviously didn't have time for Rotunda because there's nothing that they're going to want to eat there. But, you know, they got their Cheesecake Factory. That's for goddamn sure. And I had to tip the hostess because I don't know her like that. I've only been there a few times. And, um, you know, their view is nice and everything. They just want that sourdough bread. That's all they give a fuck about. So we did that. But one of the highlights of the trip was Dave and & Buster's. And a lot of people are like, yo, what's up with you, man? You sponsored by Dave & Buster's? Like, what's up with you? And in short, yes. In long, think about it. You got a four-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a nine-year-old. Now, there's Six Flags, there's, there's Disneyland, there's other things like that, there's other stuff. There's the park. But if you have access to a place like that, that's fun, where you can get a little bit of beer, some food, some desserts, you know, you could watch sports, you could do a lot of things at Dave & Buster's. You have access to security and play games. You tell me another place that you could spend time with two boys and sit there for hours and just chill and have a good fucking time. I'll wait. You can't. That's why I love Dave & Buster's. Shout out to the play group. Um, shout out to Dave & Buster's corporate, of course. But yeah, we had a fucking blast. Went in there, fucking playing Jurassic Park. That's like their favorite game right now. Um, playing a bunch of games for tickets, playing Connect Four basketball, which is my favorite shit. Playing Speed of Light, didn't get very good, but I got a 411, which is still better than all the people that were fucking playing that night. That I was crazy. I was like, yo, how good is he? They don't realize it's a fucking algorithm. But we had a good time. And uh, I love Dame Busters. So, you know, just know that's, that's just my shit. So now we got to get into the serious shit, which I'm like, all right, well, fuck. You know, <laughs> do we throw a commercial in this motherfucker real quick and have two different breaks? Kill me. So yeah, um, look, Joe Rogan is just out of control. He gives the best excuses when it comes to, you know, his apologies, his explanations, certain shit. The CEO of Spotify is making different things. Look, they're losing money, period. So people say, if Joe... Rogan gets canceled, then you fucking cancel your sub Spotify uh, fucking subscription. Dumb. Stupid. See, people don't even fucking know. They're just, look, it's one thing to be against censorship, which I get, and it's another thing to be against cancel culture, like I've already explained. But Joe, it's a different type thing with Joe. I don't see the, how do I say this? I think Joe Budden is more, but again, I come from hip hop culture, right? I'm more interested in Joe Budden's podcast than I am in Joe Rogan's, and I'm not interested in either of theirs, right? I've listened to their so-called biggest interviews, you know, the, whatever. It's just not, it don't hit me. Like, I'll listen to Swaggoo and Perk a hundred times before I listen to those clowns. Um, sorry, Joe Budden's not a clown. But when you have a massive following like Joe Rogan does, should have some responsibility. He said a lot of things in the past and whatever, and I'm not tripping on that. You know, people try to spin shit. It's just dumb. Low intelligence people can't decipher the difference. But at bare minimum, Joe Rogan is reckless as fuck. 
with that many listeners, that size of a platform, at the bare minimum, he is reckless as fuck. I got something to tell you guys. Listen to me carefully. Stop working. Stop fucking whatever the fuck you're doing. If you're driving, all right, just pay attention. Eyes on the road. Listen. I don't give a fuck if you are a grown man and you've learned from your mistakes or if you, you know, and hear me out. I don't care if you're grown and you could change your mind. You find out some more information. No one ever said you can't. But what you cannot do in any game is you cannot play both sides of the field. All right. Stefan Diggs cannot go out there and play wide receiver for the Bills while he's playing against the New England Patriots and then be like, guess what? I know what the fuck they run on offense or anything else. Yo, I got hands. I'm about to play defense for the Patriots against the Bills. Could you fucking imagine that? Like, I'm being real with you. Like, could you imagine? You know, it's, it's crazy. You can't play on two different teams. LeBron James can't be with the Lakers and then jump on and be like, look at halftime, switching over and going to the fucking, going to the Knicks. Nah, that's, that's bullshit. Fuck that. You know, I post this thing on Twitter and people are like, oh, well, you know, um, he was never an advocate against vaccines. Look, I don't give, I'm not really all that shit. You know, if you're anti-vaxxer, it is what it is. But when you got that many people, low intelligence people following you, because some of the shit he says, and look, I don't think he's with Trump or whatever, right? Didn't he endorse uh, Bernie? I forgot. Can't play both sides of the field when you're talking about so many irresponsible people. He's speaking with so much passion about vaccines, but then, you know, feels like these are wrong when he's probably, you know, he has all the best information in front of him, but at the same time, he's got a lot of bread. So he's got the best doctors around to make sure he's all right. Okay. My problem is you playing both sides of the field, dog. You going against anti-vaxxers saying bullshit, whatever, and you got the other side riled up. Now, that's just one part of it, okay? Other part is all the people trying to say, oh, man, fuck that. Joe Rogan is a comedian. But now, shut the fuck up. The fuck out of here, man. And I know he started out doing that shit, but let me tell you something. Joe was then and he tried to call out Carlos Mancia and all this other shit, whatever, and it's all kinds of weirdo shit. Look, I love how many people are trying to say, yo, Joe Rogan ain't racist. Joe Rogan ain't racist. I don't give a fuck what you guys think. Or what's deep inside his heart. I know what I know. From everything I've seen in the last 20 years from Joe Rogan. What I do know is he's not anti-racist. And that's the problem. That's the biggest fucking problem that people don't want to talk about. All right. Now, when he talked about Planet of the Apes, that story, that shit hit different. There's no taking it out of context. Okay, Miles, you know what? Fuck that, Miles. Play the sound clip, please. Planet of the Apes, man. We're going to go see Planet of the Apes. So I look on the iPhone app, and it says, okay, take me to this one. And the guy goes, okay. I goes, is that in a good neighborhood? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy barely speaks English. He takes us there. We get out, and we're giggling. Oh, we're going to go see Planet of the Apes. We walk into Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we walked into Africa, dude. We, we, we walked in the door, and there was no white people. There was no white people. So did you hear that right there? We walk into Planet of the Apes. <laughs> this motherfucker straight up said he was in Planet of the Apes. He was So he's saying that black people look like apes, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not just, you know, selecting and picking and choosing certain things and, and saying, oh man, that is out of context. No, bro, that's what he said. 
That's fucked up. Now, I'm done with Joe. I'm going to say, you know, talk about someone who's Asian. Aquafina went on a vocabulary rant. Maybe it melted, made her feel extremely powerful to use four-syllable words and um, colloquialisms that were just... Her vocab game was on point, and she basically broke down that, you know, I'm tired of the bullying, I'm tired of the bullshit, I'm off Twitter, fuck it. I never had any intention of hurting the black community, whatever, and I never knew what the situation was with Aquafina. I never really knew much about her music. I know she's a rapper. I thought she was Korean, actually. This Chinese girl from Queens, whatever. I didn't know her as Nora, nothing. And I see a lot of people attack her. They're always going on, whatever. She must have did some shit because I, I don't know shit. I didn't go into research because I don't want to either. I'm just going to let you know that people are like, yo, she's appropriated. She's done this, boom, whatever. I do know she was trying to rap or she was a rapper. Like, not on some regular shit either. Like, on some, like, she was in the circles of dumbfounded and other people I know. And, um, you know, she got into Hollywood. Said, fuck it. Look, man, when you get to work next to fucking Sandra fucking Bullock, and like people that level, shit, get to be in gigantic fucking huge blockbuster films. I'm not mad at her. Shit, go get your paper. But I don't know the background. I'm also not fucking endorsing her. I just, it just made me trigger a conversation because then people are like yo that's what you know yeah fuck around by the way fuck Iggy Azalea and you know this and that whatever and you know and and yeah man fuck that Fat Joe can't say the n-word and everything else and it's like some motherfuckers don't realize how long Fat Joe's been around Fat Joe is hip-hop there's no ifs ands or buts about it if you guys got something about him saying the n-word man I don't think you understand the the relationships between the Latinos and the black people in New York in the tri-state area. It's a different type of thing. Because I would bet you a million dollars if you looked at Fabulous, you know, all throughout his career, never in a million years would you think he was Dominican. All right? So just letting you guys know, motherfuckers you think that might be black, they're not black. And then you got the anti-black Latinos, you know, whatever. Look, I'm just letting you guys know, Fat Joe is OG in the game. And it got me thinking, Motherfuckers come out and say, oh, culture vulture this. Man, shut the fuck up. I have been in hip-hop since 1981, and I was listening to it even before that. But not just that, motherfucker, I went to New York City for hip-hop in 1985. I saved up working at a paper route, working for the recycler, and took a flight to New York City. Why? To go meet Rocksteady Crew because I was that obsessed with hip hop when not many people were even in it, just so I could meet Rocksteady, so I could meet Crazy Legs because I was that big of a fucking fan of hip hop and a fucking breakdancer and was in extra in movies, would pull up to places. We think motherfuckers, I knew racism existed when you see, think about slavery and the extreme part of it. I know racism existed when people were like, yo, you're Asian, you can't do this. I get it. But when I was a kid then, it was for the love of the culture of hip hop. Breakdancing, DJing, emceeing, producing the elements of hip-hop. So I still laugh when motherfuckers tried to test me on what was going on way back in the day with real hip-hop shit. 
and I still know the heavy hitters today, and I'm around, and it's all good. But guys, sorry, that was as deep as I was going to get for this weekend wrap-up. We are going to get to a commercial break for real right now, and I'm going to lighten the mood up. But I had to speak on those things because that's why I stand with it. All right? Love you guys. All right, man. Uh, be right back. Yeah, look, see? Miles already got the music cracking. So we'll be right back. Lakey Lake was good. <laughs> All right. See you in a second. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Mental health is damn near everything. If you aren't grounded, bad things happen. We talk about BetterHelp a lot in this show, and now they're releasing a new podcast called Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health. Go check it out. Season one just dropped with episodes featuring interviews with notable people in the NBA, Hall of Famer, Chris Bosh, talking about anxiety, pop star, Megan Trainer on motherhood and panic attacks, Wilmer Valderrama, on immigrating to a new country and more. So join BetterHelp today and make your life better. Find this awesome new mental health podcast, Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. When running a business, HR issues can be very detrimental to your company. Wrongful termination suits, Minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and more are very costly. And HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They could be an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day all for just $99 a month. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash baller right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash baller. Life is short and... um Life insurance is really important. Life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones that you love? If you're asking yourself this question, choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital. No doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, you just need a few minutes and a phone or a laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time. So you'll find out instantly if you're approved. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. And ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A plus 
by AM Best. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now's the time to cross it off your list. So go to ladderlife.com slash baller today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash baller. Ladderlife.com slash baller. Yo, yo, yo. So we are back. Um, If I didn't clarify, my Instagram account is indefinitely suspended. But uh, again, thanks to a a B2B army. Um, Luke, um, I think we'll get it back. We'll see, man. It's bullshit because there's so many different things I've done. I've done fucking actual fucking promotion for Facebook at both offices. They had a pop-up in uh, in Hollywood and then went to play at Del Rey or play at Vista and then went to the fucking offices in Silicon Valley. So this is just bullshit. Right into it, I need to make a public apology to Russell Wilson. I said that Russell was washed, that fuck it, let him go. I do knew I knew we needed a motherfucking O line, and I did see him throw you know the moon ball passes to um, Tyler and all that shit. But we're a good fucking team. We really just have no O line because watching Russell Wilson in that Pro Bowl skills QB skills challenge fucked me up because I'm looking at Mac Jones do his thing, seeing he's got a great O line and whatever, you know, obviously he has a uh, maybe, I mean, no, he does have a superior coach compared to Pete Carroll, but you see Russell and we have no O-line and you see this accuracy. You see what this guy is doing. You see him break a fucking precision quarterback record in the Pro Bowl skills. It, it's just crazy. I feel like Russ, he was liking a lot of tweets too. You see, you used to go there and see what kind of tweets people are liking. And, um, it's like Adam checked him when he was fucking making the, the Tom Brady, uh, announcement. But look, Russell Wilson is on that revenge tour. Is he going to stay with us? I hope so. See what happens. But yeah, the game, the, the actual Pro Bowl game, fuck that game. You know what I'm saying? Like, couldn't even fucking tackle. Like, what the fuck's going on? I can't tackle. What is this, flag football? That shit was lame as hell. Right? So fuck that bitch-ass game. Yeah, I say that because of AFC won, but fuck them. You know? More importantly, shit, Alvin Kamara got arrested. And he, he played as he got the fucking, he scored a touchdown. Shit, he was in there getting lit and got arrested. Like, Vegas is crazy. I'm telling y'all, I don't know. Look, Super Bowl has LA fucked up already. I wish I was leaving town this week. I can't because I got a gang of shit to do this week. I got the NFL honors. I got the XL dinner. I got the NFL brunch. Got a Captain Morgan event. I got all kinds of shit for the NFL. Thank God I'm not going to the Super Bowl. They say the average time is going to take, it's going to be almost two hours to get into SoFi. Because all the fucking vaccine stuff, checking everything, whatever, tests. And then, maybe four hours to leave. I'm good. I don't need to see Dr. Dre and Snoop do all that shit. I love them. I've seen the best of the best. You can't top the Soul Train Awards fucking, you know what I'm saying? Even the TRL Live. That was crazy. I'm about to have the catering, have some portos. Shit. About to have some drinks. It's about to be popping at the crib, have some fucking adobo. My mother-in-law's going to make some food. You are tripping. Watch that shit on the 90-inch. I'm chilling. But yeah, traffic is fucked up. There's not a single hotel available after maybe tomorrow. I'm talking the Motel 6 on Figueroa is taking 
everything. Inglewood, Beverly, it is fucking insane out here right now. Shit is fucked up. I'm just, just saying. So yeah, big Super Bowl. I haven't changed my mind. I still want Joe to win. The Bengals, you know what I'm saying? Makes me happy to see him and Kikuddy had this relationship. It's pretty dope. Lakers. Look, we was getting crushed by 21 by the Knicks, and I'd even said, I said, look, man, we're going to fuck around and come back. And we did. So I don't know, man. I don't know, Lake Show fam, Laker Nation. I think, you know, I still think we got the playoffs. I think we still get a seven or eight seed. If anything, I truly believe a seven-game series is where we are strongest. I think we strive better than than most think we would. Um, in my career of watching basketball since, you know, probably 1980, that is literally fucking <laughs> 40 fucking two years, right? I've never seen any NBA pro player shoot as bad as Russell Westbrook is shooting right now. It's crazy. Um, right into entertainment, guys. I watched this Netflix documentary called The Tinder Swindler. It's fucking amazing. Fucking douchebag, loser, cocksucker, piece of shit. Is scamming women, living the fucking life, you know, popping bottles, that whole Instagram cap life. See the jets, you see the fucking bottles, they're in different countries, you know, shopping, Louis, Louis Vuitton, the whole night, just that whole cap lifestyle, all off cap. You know how mentally fucked up you have to be to be so much of a fucking douche like that? Like, look, I always tell people, never try to compete financially with the person who steals money. Can't. Anyways, Tinder Swindler is a great fucking uh, documentary. Watch it. I don't know how the fuck this dude is not in jail right now. I don't want to give away too much. Just watch it. It's fucking good. I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck is this? Watched it. Couldn't stop. Almost watched it twice. Um, thinks Makes me think of Hush Puppy. That African dude, you know, obviously came from poverty, whatever, was doing all those scams, whatever. Look, I hope that motherfucker gets buried under the jail. Like, fuck him and that cap-ass lifestyle and... Him trying to fucking tell people, man, no, da, 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 motivational shit. You know, some people that shut the fuck up. Sick of that. I hate the fake positivity quotes when there's no positivity in your life. Shit is cap. The ghost finale. Power book two. Yo. Shit was lit. It was good. It was good. I was like, is this it? It made it so you know that there's going to be a season fucking three, okay, regardless. 50 Cent is a fucking genius. The writing on that show is fucking excellent. It was a longer finale too. I loved it. Look, shit's going to go another three, four, maybe five seasons, and it's fucking amazing, right? He's got Power, which is done, and he's got Power Book 2, which is this with, with Tariq. Then he's got Power Book 3, you know, with fucking uh, Kanan, right? He's got Power Book 4, which I'm going to talk about in a second, right? He's got Power Book 5 with fucking Lorenz Tate, the fucking councilman, right? This shit is crazy, yo. He is really the man. Now, let's talk about Power Book 4 a little bit, right? When I first watched Power, the first season, 
something about Tommy threw me off. I was like, eh, I don't know. What's this dude's deal? Like, you know, is he what? Is this, you got this crazy white boy, you know, and boom. And how does it make sense? I have never seen a white dude in urban culture, black television, black movies that had better writing for him, better character than him. Fuck white boy Rick. Now fuck with that shit. Tommy is that dude. I always have these weird doubts. I'm like, eh, I don't know, whatever. I was looking forward to it, but I was like, eh, let's see. I watched the first 15 minutes on my iPad. And then I decided, you know what? I put, took a nap. I woke up. It's crazy. Fell asleep on the couch. There's fucking two king beds in our place, right? Fell asleep on the couch. Ryder wakes up next to me. Ryder just has to be next to me. So I was like, fuck, was that okay? Was it good? And it was just like literally the beginning. It wasn't even 15 minutes. Maybe it was fucking eight minutes. And it was like a little intro into obviously his new show, whatever, boom. I don't know how I feel about the theme song. But then I decided to watch it last night. And I'm like, all right, let me watch this motherfucker with the kids asleep. Let me turn this bitch up. Yo, Tommy, and I didn't know, you know, he's actually from Chicago, which is dope. He's an actor, he's thespian. This show might fuck around and be really hit because he's in Chirac right now. This shit is kind of cracking. And it's just some weird shit. You know, I don't know what's going on. Like, you're like, yo, this dude's really starting on a clean slate. And he came in already gangbanging. Yo, I'm giving Tommy, I'm giving PowerBook for Force. Uh, yo, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, right now, the weakest show that 50 got on TV is probably BMF. And it's still very watchable. It's just, come on, man. Like, Lil Meech, just, it just ain't it. You know, I just, you know, he's just not it, you know, and, and I get what they're doing and it's all good. But yeah, PowerBook 4, I'm excited because now we don't get ghosts for who fucking knows. I think by the time Force is over, I'm praying that that Kanan is back and then hopefully BMF is back and then Ghost, I don't know, he's just a fucking genius. Pretty soon he's really just going to have 52 weeks of the year minus, you know, a couple of holiday things here and there and whatever. Anyways, uh, Euphoria was lit. Very good episode yesterday. Um, Zendaya is a great actress. Hands hands down, period. No cap. She is no doubt a great actress. I feel like she is literally going to be the biggest female actress of that new generation. She's going to lead. I think, you know, she's going to do big, big things. Like super colossal. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who's just fucking... Who the fuck is like leads them right now? Is it Lily Collins? I don't know. I mean, she's gonna do bigger things than anybody. She's literally, you know, the female Drake of actresses, right? Does that even make sense? When I watched that show, and some people were like, yo, what the fuck is up with this show? Like how black people are at the school and blah, blah. Look, as soon as someone said that, like, what black families did Sam Levinson? Was he around, you know, watching the show? That show reminded me of some of my time at Albany High. Because when I was at Albany, Albany is obviously an 80% pretty white town. There's, you know, 70% at least. No, it's, it's like, okay, I'm sorry. 65, 70% white. There's a lot of Latinos that are coming in from different areas. And then there's a good, you know, like a nice little pocket of black people that went there. And the black people that go there are just so fucking cool. It was like, it just reminded me of this. The only thing is only some of the dudes were, you know, down to do mushrooms and down to do fucking acid and smoke weed and stuff. And these house parties reminded me of 
euphoria. My house parties when I was going to Fairfax and Beverly Hills High, that shit was nothing like that at all. I mean, it was, you know, it was that. It just, this really hit that different vibe. Like, yo, this reminds me of this one dude's house. I'll never forget the fuck his name. I think the dude's last name was T-Garden. What does that mean? I don't know. Just remember the whole scenario and how, you know, dudes was hooking up with chicks in the bathroom. There was shit going on here. People were going all over the place. It was crazy. Uh, this week's episode was much better, but I do need Sam Levinson to turn the fuck up like 10 times more. Um, pivoting into my cards um, is official. My 2022 Tops Chrome will be coming out this year. Uh, I'm excited for the national. Um, I want to start hitting some shows. My um, PSA relationship is getting stronger and stronger. I've been doing more subs, been doing things with them, coming with more ideas to do some cool shit with them. They're slammed out of control. But my Mike Trout, which is my final card. Guys, listen, I'm not trying to dance around the thing. I did not finish the entire set. It wasn't my fault. There was a lot going on. There was way too many artists on this project. Project 2020, it was simple. It was cool. This one, they just went way too crazy. And I don't think it's going to happen um, next year with anything like this. is going to be definitely on a very more minimal scale. But, you know, I talked to Josh Luber this week. He's the head of, of Fanatics. They just bought Tops. So we talked. There's more creative shit I'm going to be doing with them. Um, still trying to figure out the Panini thing with them or football and basketball as far as, you know, um, Panini and, and Fanatics, so they own it. Um, if I was Panini, I'd be like, fuck it. Let me just cash out now instead of fucking whatever because we lo- we're losing the licenses, period. So back to it. Mike Trout is the card for my Project 2020 that opened everything up. Then I did a Mike Trout collaboration with Blake Jameson that sold it was the third highest selling card in Project 2020. And now I'm ending the project with a Mike Trout card. I dedicated it and did a crypto punk style Photoshop, which was one of the easiest things I've done. It is fucking, I love this card. Represented the crypto community. This card comes out, I think, Wednesday. I need everyone listening to this show, go buy that card. I'm going to be doing autos on this one for sure. There are autographs in this set. So I don't know if, if you could buy the autos or if they're going to come randomly, but there's going to be rainbow one of 70s. There's autos now. Forgot how many autos we have in here. It might be 300 or something. Guys, this is going to be fucking amazing. And it's my last Project 70 card. We got one of the greatest players in the history of baseball. I was going to get into ESPN top fucking list, but I was like, you know what? Fucking just, it's not even worth me getting upset about. But Mike Trout card drops this week. MLB should be proving it. I had to go out with the bang with the crypto references, the NFT card. Um, I call it Mike Trout Ain't No Punk because it's obviously inspiration off of crypto punk. Do appreciate all you guys. Guys, very excited to announce that my Bathing Ape collaboration is coming next month, early next month. It was going to be the end of this month, but I forgot. I was like, I can't do this shit. I'm going to be gone. It's me and Nicolette's fucking 10-year wedding anniversary. 12 years together, 10 years married. We were going to do a wedding. I think I said that last episode. We were going to go heavy, renew our vows, all that. We just can't. It's just too much shit still going on to do it right way. We were going to go away for three, four days, celebrate our 10 years, and uh, do our thing. Come back, gangbanging. Ape shall never kill ape. This Bathing Ape collaboration is going to start off in Los Angeles sometime early March and um, 
Don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday, but I do know that it's very, very, very limited. And I'll tell you this right now. If Bathing Ape printed a thousand t-shirts, they are going to sell out. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Um, Obviously, next up would be New York and then the Mecca, the mothership, the motherland, flagship store, Shibuya, possibly go to Osaka. So this Bathing Ape, Ben Bali did the chain collaboration. It's coming. It's going to be dope. Um, But guys, that is it for this episode. Um, I had a great time talking about this episode. We got my man Quandre Diggs a very key, crucial part of our Seattle Seahawks defense. He was just at the Pro Bowl. He is uh, coming off an injury. He is supposed to be re-signing with the Seahawks. A lot of controversy going on. We are going to talk that shit. I'm going to ask him the hard questions. He ain't going to dodge you know, any kind of bullshit. We are going heavy duty on my boy. We're going to talk about everything 12s. All right, so I got my man Quandre Diggs back on the show two-time starting first-team pro bowler, okay, top three best safety in the NFL. Stop playing with my man, right? We got Quandre Diggs jumping on the show this Thursday. It's going to be fucking lit, guys. Make sure you tune in. I love that we are staying on the charts and starting to fucking infiltrate all Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, where the fuck you listen, Stitcher. I don't give a fuck where you listen to it as long as you listen to BTB. Always remember... Enjoy your life. This is not your practice life. And always make it a great day. All right, y'all. I am the Korean Liam Neeson, Ben Baller, and we are out of here, y'all. See you guys on Thursday. Lakey, take us out of here, fam. Peace. Peace.